Coming to you from the wild, wild western side of San Antonio from the JD Bar and Grill Mobile Studio. This is the Smoking Guns Podcast. Yep, that's us. And it's game week. Finally. Finally here. I'm Philip Higginbotham. I'm joined with, by, uh, as always, by Leo Yamas, but we are short today. We're short one. We are short one. No RC Woods today. She's resting up. She's got to be ready. Yeah. She's, she's gotta vacationing. She took a before. vacation before we even started the season because she's got to be ready for the season. Preparing for the chaos. Yeah. And we're going to talk all about the chaos today. And we've got a guest a little later in the show. At that least should be we're, good. we're told we have a guest. Yeah. Um, it's live. It, well, it's live when we're recording. It, it, anything could happen to us, right? We are a podcast dealing with football, more specifically football in Texas, even more specifically football around San Antonio, centered around the San Antonio gunslingers of the American Arena League. The greatest thing to happen to San Antonio football, and at least for another week, it hadn't even happened yet. Yeah, but it's here. It's here. Now, you can interact with the show by emailing us at smokinggunspod, that's spoken, no G, guns with a Z, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our social media at Smoking Guns Pod, spelled exactly the same way on both Twitter and Facebook. You can send a voice message to the throw to the. You can send a voice message to the show through SpeakPipe by going to www.speakpipe.com. You slash Smoking Guns Pod, and hitting the Start Record button. Ask your question. I think last time uh, we talked about this, we talked about SpeakPipe. It sounded like it had to be at least 90 seconds long. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. It can only be 90 seconds long. So that's the maximum, not the the minimum. Not the minimum. Uh, So you got to get your question in there and get out. You're you're not going to have endless time in front of the microphone to talk about the gunslingers like I do. Right. minute and a half is good enough. Plenty of time. Yeah. Plenty of time. Uh, So this is it. The last show before we're actually talking about not stuff that's going to happen, but stuff that's already happened on the field. Right. Yes, this yeah. is it. I mean... Are you sad? Am I? No. 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 <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, I'm nervous because we've got a whole side of this that we agreed to do that the closer and closer it gets, I'm like, what oh, yeah. are we doing? <laughs> But uh, it's going to work out. It's going to be great. I'm excited about uh, just seeing all of this come to fruition. I know that uh, yep. the players feel that way. I know Jason and Hector and Jonathan feel that way. Yep, coaches. I know fans that are getting ready. Um, I see you on Facebook talking about, uh, you know, getting ready for tailgating. Yep. Uh, if somebody doesn't put together RC punch, I don't know what's going to happen to RC. She's going to lose her mind. I think, I mean, let's, let's just have RC punch y'all. Let, let's just get it out there so that we don't have an upset RC. That would be, that would be a bad deal. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's here. Yeah. I mean, we were out at practice, uh, Thursday night. Yep. Really the. Is that the final practice before? Kind of the real final practice because the rest of the practice uh, times that they have are going to be kind of just like walkthroughs and yeah, going over game plans. Because the last thing you want is somebody to get injured the week 
of. Yeah, that would be terrible. You don't want to run people's energy out. You don't want to get people injured the first uh, the week before the game even starts. We heard some news while we were out there. They've got uh, a few captains selected, and we weren't we were we weren't told we couldn't say anything. True. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we, uh, you know, for for the uh, the gunslingers fans, they want to know who they're looking for. So on the offensive side, we had David Olvera. David Olvera, who is well, we found out live right. when we recorded last time, right? That he's the starting quarterback. starting quarterback. He was on the show last week. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to that because he and Nate uh, just a great show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, great time with both of those guys. Great guys. And then on the offensive line, we have a. Another offensive captain. Yes, David, David Ansaldua. Ansaldua. Big David guy. Big guy. Yeah. Big guy. Because he's a, he's a big guy. Yeah. And then I heard rumor that they're going to be one more, but I haven't heard who it's going to be. They Did said you hear they, that? They said they had one more to announce, and we either missed the announcement or they announced it later. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I know we have Pierre Turner. Pierre Turner, yep. And is there another big one? guys. Um, I want to say Cody Brooks, but I don't know for sure. But I think I want to. Uh, I think Cody Brooks was another captain. Okay, I that might, would make. Sense. I might just be anointing I mean, him myself right now. But <laughs> sorry, you know. coach, uh, yeah. we called it. No, um, so great guys. Uh, the yeah. whole team is just solid from top to bottom. I mean, sure. all of the guys that are out there. Um, I'm excited to see almost everybody perform like i want to see caleb roller i want to see oh, yeah. william richardson yep um and david ansel do and i think that's going to be your starting offensive line although i have no idea like that would just be my guess we'll find out yeah um i want to see david olvera i want to see Nate mace throw a couple of times i'd love to see him get in there i know i'm not you know i've, I've said before i'm not a fan of two quarterbacks um and and shuttling them in and out and i don't want to see that but i I still would like to see them utilize nate sure uh, in some way uh armand lot yep all of the receivers uh johnson uh chris booth somante which is a guy i want to have on the show at some point yeah he's a little shy going to is he yeah we were leaving practice i kind of said hey boost and uh, greeted him and said, this is a guy we need to get on the show. And he, he kind of just like gave a little smile, but that kind of like that bashful smile, like he wasn't so sure that, that that was a good thing for him. <laughs> I really think he's going to be, uh, I don't know if he's going to be a surprise, but because we've been talking about him since really since he joined the team, right? He's going to be a weapon, but he's going to be a weapon. And I don't know that anybody is looking for this guy this i mean it, you have to look for him because if you don't you'll miss him you'll miss him real um quick yep. i mean he's he's gone before yep. you realize where he's coming from um i want to see how our defense uh you know fares against another offense guys that they don't know uh tendencies that they don't know and we're gonna get to see all that here on saturday just a couple of days now for now a few days from now yeah, it's going to be exciting and talking about things you don't know. So right now, just as we're talking about, they like they don't know about boost. They don't know about a lot of what we have um, in place and the players that we've got and what to expect. We don't know anything about them. Right. I and, mean, it's completely reasonable that they have, uh, you know, somebody incredible that's going to uh, step up just, and, and be 
a pain. Shock everyone. Yeah. yeah. It it could happen. You never know. Um, if, if I were a gambling person, I would bet on the gunslinger's talent just because it's what I've seen, but it's what I've seen. We don't right. know what we don't know. So, well, and we've talked, uh, we've talked a lot about, uh, them having extra time to prepare yeah. over the North Texas bulls. That's big. That's, um, key. all of those kind of things. So we expect to see the gunslingers be victorious. Um, I, I really would be interested to sit down and and maybe pregame we'll have to get this from coach and say you know is there any are there any nerves about you know have you amped this up too much to where you know is there going to be a problem if if things start turning if things look bad just to start off um, it, that's a key to any team any sports team certainly in football. Uh, is what you how you react to the adversity when yeah, things the adversity. start? Yeah, uh huh, for sure. If you come in say overconfident, not that I'm saying that the gunslingers are overconfident, but you come in with a certain expectation and things start to not go that way right away, um, it can be difficult to recover from that for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, I'm interested in how the coaching staff is prepared for that. We've talked to players. Yep. We know what they're thinking, um, and they're saying exactly what they're supposed to say. But, you know, on the coaching side of things, like how do you coach out of that situation where you know you've got or should have the better team on the field, but things aren't going your way? Yeah, you see something going on in the field, and you have to – you come in with a game plan, and it's not working because of something that the opposition is doing. It's on the coaches to recognize what that is that they're doing and then counter that with something different. Um, and yeah, that's key. And that, that's what coaches have to be prepared to do. And, um, I mean, just to put it in context, an example, I think that's one thing that, um, Bill O'Brien was really bad at and why he doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah. It, it's really, you can tell who really good football coaches are because, uh, things look different in the second half. Um, yeah. th- there is no team that should come out and say, I don't care if you have a, a 40-point lead in the first half. You should come out and look different in the second half because you've got a whole half mm-hmm. of seeing what they what their game plan was. You know who they are before you walk in, but you don't know what their game plan is. Uh, you can prepare, uh, you know, 16 weeks of film mm-hmm. and prepare and see what they've done in the past, and that may give you a real good idea of what their game plan is going to be. But you don't know until you play through that first half of football and you go, okay, here's what they're trying to do. And if you don't look different in the second half, uh, that speaks to a coaching staff that's not a good coaching staff to me. Right. And we're not talking about this because we're uh, suspect on what we have as far as the coaches. Uh, they seem they seem to be great coaches, but we haven't seen them, at least us, ourselves, personally, in right. action in a game scenario. So that's going to be very interesting to see. Well, yeah, and both sides of the ball. I know, I know virtually nothing about the coaching staff over at North Texas. I know virtually nothing about North Texas. We've asked for some information. We have, yes. Uh, We have not gotten that information yet, but they listen to the show. They know that we've talked smack about them. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we we asked for that information on the broadcast side of things because it just, it makes for a better story. The more information we have about both teams, it makes for a better story. Of course, yeah. Uh, And we're going to be telling the story of the game in, you know, in front of our mics. Um, I know virtually nothing about their team. They could come out and be a better team than the guns. I don't think that's likely. 
No, probably not. Um, but at best, I think it's going to be even. Um, it just the amount of time that the gunslingers have had to prepare. Like they've been on this since October and North Texas hasn't. That's the advantage. And that's also why the pressure is on. Exactly. It is. Um, In the same way, if you, if things line up in such a way that you are the underdog, there's a certain amount of pressure that's relieved off of you. Yeah. If nothing is expected of you, if, if everybody expects the, New York Giants to go in against the uh, you know New England Patriots and lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. There's a lot of pressure that's off Eli Manning and that whole crew that went in to, against that 18 and 0 uh, New England team because nobody expected them to win. We can yeah. relax and play our game and maybe we'll eat this out, but there's no pressure. There's no reason for you to not go all out and not play not scared but worried about making mistakes and things like that because you know that you're not expected to be successful anyways right so if you go in and you make the mistakes well that's just what you were expected to do but if you go in and not make the mistakes and play all out and good things happen uh then you can shock some people so yeah there's definitely something to be said for that as an underdog yeah and the bulls are going to be the underdogs in this game for sure even if you gave the teams just even standing, which I don't, based on the preparation, I don't feel like you could do. No, yeah. Um, if Vegas were creating a line for this, which, by the way, I think would be awesome, but that's not going <laughs> right. to happen. Uh, even if the teams were even, the Gunslingers would be a three-point favorite. Because yeah. the home team has the advantage. And it's usually about three, three and a half points. Is, is just, just the fact that it's in your home stadium gives you about three or three and a half points. Right. So, uh, you know, there is no way I can do the math. I'm not trying to slight the North Texas Bulls. I'll do that later. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to slight them and say, ah, you know, there's no way. Because there is absolutely a way that they can win the game. Sure. Um, Any team can beat any other team. Yeah. But uh, if you just stack everything up, to me it looks like the gunslingers uh, have the advantage, have several advantages. Yeah. Um, with preparation and then it being in their home, not just their home stadium, but they don't have to ride a bus. They don't have to stay in a hotel room. They don't have to do all of those things. They they can relax a little bit and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's home for them. So as we head toward Saturday, games at 730. Yep. Um, let's start at the beginning of the day. So tailgating starts at noon gates open at noon and you can start tailgating just as soon as you park which is ten dollars by the way unless you're pulling a trailer yeah, parking is ten dollars if you're bringing a trailer doubles yeah, because doubles. you're taking up two, two spots. spots yeah makes sense absolutely if you're take if you're carrying like an usually large trailer or like a bus or something expect to pay more i mean it only makes sense you might pay 30 if you're taking up three spots sure right uh i what do you expect to see tailgating-wise out that's at a, the Rose Palace? That's a good question for this first game. Um, I I know that there's some people that are pretty pumped about it. I, I, I certainly don't expect, I, I'd be really happy to see, but I don't expect a packed parking lot no. um, with people, you know, lined up to, to get in and, and get their spots, um, especially for this first game and uh, how new and fresh uh, – gatherings are like this with after covid and, and and all of that stuff all that considered i expect a a 
mild crowd compared to what we're used to uh, thinking or seeing when we envision tailgating. But I think it'll be fun, and I think it. I think it's going to snowball. I think it'll grow yeah. as the season goes. So this first game, I don't expect to see San Antonio Commanders UTSA kind of tailgating. Right, no, it's just probably, not going to happen. Probably not. No, uh, be nice. And if you're one awesome. of those crews that comes out and sets up, like I'm thinking of the, you know, folks that come out and set up a whole bar setup. Yeah, yeah. Like we hung out at a UTSA game, mm-hmm. uh, Devil's River. Yeah, Devil's River Whiskey, which uh-huh. by the way is a is now a sponsor a of the sponsor. San Antonio Gunslinger. Yes, so maybe they, they will. It could be. Uh, you know, Alamo Beer is going to be there. So. Alamo Beer will be there. Um, we're hoping Teardrop Pepper Co. might uh, stop by, but we don't yeah, know that. Yeah, we, we haven't heard that for sure. On that. But uh, I, I don't expect to see a UTSA football game tailgating at first. No, yeah. Um, but we've got, uh, we get lucky this year. We've actually got six home games. We shouldn't. We should actually only have five home games. Yeah. But the Austin Wild, W-I-L-D, not W-Y-L-D-E. Oh, yeah. Don't be, do that. Be careful. Um, the Austin Wild our travel team this year. They weren't able to secure a location, so they're going to be coming into San Antonio twice. Twice, yep. For that matter, North Texas is coming in twice. Yep. Uh, And then we have one against Mississippi and one against El Paso, West Texas, whatever they call themselves. Yeah. The the Pirates, the the Buccaneers, whatever. Buccaneers. Um, But I expect to see Gunslinger beer. Lots of Gunslinger beer. Um, I expect to see some folks out there that we know grilling. I know that uh, Greg and Kim Nelson. Yep, they're looking forward to are it. They're looking forward to they're tailgating. They're road trip in week two. Yeah, they're talking about coming That's out awesome. to Mississippi, which, uh, you know, we're going to Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, but I'm wondering how many gunslingers, how many gunslingers hey, fans are going to drive if, nine and a half hours? If anyone wants to go game two, you guys are welcome and, and it'll be actually pretty awesome. So we can oh, get a little caravan going and we'll find you on the broadcast. Like uh, we're going to be looking for gunslingers fans when it comes to the broadcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so it, I'm really interested to see what, cause I haven't even been out to the Rose palace. I've never even seen the, parking lot i don't know what to expect out of any size parking lot um i'm really interested to see what happens with this first uh the nice thing about it not being you know at the alamo dome or utsa size is it's going to feel a bit more like a community a bit more like we're all uh connected right You, you can get lost in the alamo dome parking lot before a utsa game you can get lost yeah, you, I mean, for sure. you, you can you can pass by a spot and be like, I'm going to come right back here in a minute and never find your way back. Um, I don't imagine that's going to happen at the Rose Palace. No, I think it's going to be more of a uh, I don't want to say a family, a family. Let me use RC's word. Family. Yes. Uh, sort of a feel out at the tailgate because it's going to be a little smaller and I don't. It's smaller is not derogatory. That's not a bad thing. No, not in a bad way. Uh, but we're, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be closer to each other. We're going to be, you know, you're going to be able to tool around uh, the whole parking lot and make it back to your place and, you know, see some of the same people over and over. And that's good. It's going to be more intimate, more personal. It's going to be like, I think, and especially because of, I think the atmosphere that is going to, 
be generated here with the people that we know and with this team. It's going to be kind of like when you go to a big sporting event, you're like, okay, I'm here to watch the Spurs kick whoever's ass. I'm here to watch. I could say ass, right? I think so. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're here to watch this team give a beat down to another team. Right. But I think the attitude more with these fans and with this, with the gunslingers, is going to be we're here to kick their butts. We're here to hand them a, a butt, you know, a, a, a beat down yeah. ourselves, us, we. There's going to be more we talk. Well, and we've gotten that way on the podcast, for that matter. I mean, we use a lot of we language when we're not the team. We're not the team, right? We're three guys, you know, three folks that are big fans, and we do have a connection. We do spend some time around the team. We get more access than your traditional fan does, but we're not we're not the team, and we use that we uh, phraseology a lot on yep. the show. Um, so that's the the. Uh, Tailgate. That's what we hope to see out at the tailgate. And we'll be out there. Uh, yeah, we got to set everything up and be ready to go. But our plan is to have all that set up and ready to go and be able to enjoy. Yeah, we want to be um, out there. tailgating. So there's going to be barbecue, I'm sure. There's going to be beer. And we want to take part in all that and take part in the fun. Now that we can. Yeah. We can, we can be the fans and also be media because we're not being stipulated by the Because the in our, our previous iteration, uh, the team did not allow that. And uh, Jason and Hector are um, encouraging us to be right. uh, out and around with the fans. And they are encouraging. They're, they're, I think they're going to be out at the tailgate. Um, and I think they're even uh, maybe bet. encouraging some of their coaching staff, maybe even the players. I bet they will. Yeah, to maybe. enjoy, you know, enjoy responsibly because don't you know don't load up a pound and a half of brisket <laughs> in your gullet and then uh, try to go play a football game, boss hog. Uh, but yeah, I think they're encouraging the team to connect with the fans out at. Uh, now I don't know that I haven't heard that for sure. Speaking of players and connecting with this is totally kind of off the subject, but I want to bring it up before I forget. Did you see about Boss Hog connecting with fans and what, what happened? <laughs> Just it, he he always seems to find himself in, in spots. Yeah, tell the story. <laughs> this is good. So yeah, I saw this on Facebook and and he says uh, the Boss Hog Lake Rescue and he's out at Cala, Calaveras Lake rescuing some guys that are like stuck out there in the middle of the lake somewhere. And he's got it on his boat and he's pulling them in. Yep. And uh, according to his post, he said, you know, he's he's he rescued them, brought them in. But on the condition, I'm sure it was talked about afterwards. They probably, you know, said, no, I think I think he's on the water. He's like, I'll, yeah. I'll bring in. I'll as bring long in. As you-, <laughs> you come to the gunslingers game. They're like, well, we're busy on Saturday. Well, good luck. See you later. <laughs> OK, never mind. We'll come to the game. Right. For sure. Um, no, I mean, I've seen a lot of and that's great about this experience is the players are out. Uh, you know, inviting people to games. Yeah, for sure. They have time for everybody. Look, uh, you know, before when we were doing the Commanders, uh, nothing against those guys. A great group of guys. Oh, yeah. Good coaching staff. That was a lot of fun. That whole experience was a lot of fun. But there was always a little bit of a moat between what they were doing on the field and the fans. Oh, yeah. They set that up on purpose. Clear um, barriers there. Yeah. Yeah. I get the feeling as we entered this that this this will be a lot freer with the fans. Um, just the fact that 
part of it is just the fact that it's arena football and you can't, you, you have to interact with the fans on some level um, in that smallest space, but it's a smaller venture. um, And I think the team, I think players, I think owners, I think coaches are going to interact with uh, it. Look, you'd have never seen Mike Riley create his own t-shirt, his own fan shirt. Which for is the pre- Commanders. Which is pretty cool, by the way, the, the T-shirt. that Tony, uh, Coach Tony Hernandez, in. if you don't know what I'm talking about, I, I can't say it on the air. But <laughs> Even you though need it's to in go, Spanish, I, I can't say it? It, it, it would be inappropriate, <laughs> okay, sir. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, you, you need to go check out Coach Tony's profile, and I'm sure it's on all of the pages. Uh, he's got some shirts for sale. Don't mess with the gunslingers is the message, but it's, it's, it's said uh, a little bit stronger words in Spanish. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, you know, I was like, well, maybe I'll order one of those shirts. And I actually went to Google I'll, Translate to make sure I knew what that said. And I was like, ah, oh, never mind. I can't do that. I can't. Uh, not a good idea for the youth minister to be wearing a shirt with Probably those not. particular words on it. I could wear one, though. So that's what tailgate's going to look like. We are going to take a break right here. When we come back, we are going to try to connect with uh, a guy that I have really been watching since the beginning of this process, and I'm really excited to have a chance to talk to him on the show. We're going to have wide receiver, former quarterback, wide receiver, Armand Lott, uh, when we come back right after this. Smoking Guns Podcast is excited to welcome JD's Bar and Grill to be our studio sponsors, no matter where we go this season, um, whether that's the Corral. Yep. I guess that's what we're going to call it. The uh, Corral. The corral, maybe. Or the Rose Palace, uh, San Antonio Rose Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, or whether that's here on the wild, wild western side of San Antonio. They're here with us. Out in the hideout. Uh, even when we go down and do things like, uh, you know, Alamo, if we go to the uh, Alamo Beer Company. Yep. Or right there at JD's Bar and Grill. Wherever we are, JD's Bar and Grill is going to be bringing you the coverage you hear here on the Smoking Guns podcast. We're excited to uh, work with them and be a part of what they do. We were just sitting around talking about when we're going to get out there, yeah. record a live show out there. And we've got some weeks coming up where there are some uh, dead weeks in the schedule. That would be great times to all gather together and talk Gunslingers football live um, at JD's Bar and Grill. Maybe we'll try to set that up there at 2000 Southeast Loop 410 at the Rigsby exit. Yep. Uh, they are right there up against uh, 410. Um, it, you you see it as you drive by. They got a nice big sign. JD's uh, Sports Bar is what the sign says. Nice size parking lot for gatherings. Absolutely. Right? JD's Bar and Grill. They got your drink specials. They've got live music on the weekends. Go by and check them out. Wear your gunslingers gear. Make sure you told them, uh, you tell them that, that you heard about them on the Smoking Guns podcast so they know their money was well spent um, as they become a part of our team. We're excited to be a part, and we can't wait to get out there and record a show out there. Yeah, it's um, going to be fun. Great folks, great people, great place to watch any and all of your games. Watch your, uh, your Spurs games out there. Um, if that's your thing, if you like watching the Spurs, some of you do. A lot do. of people around here like that. Uh, that's true. I mean, or the Mavericks. I, I'm sure you could watch them. Ma- Not it, a lot of people around here like that. They play this weekend. They Saturday. do. Saturday. They play against each other. Just saying. <laughs> Mavs Spurs. Uh, go check out JD's Bar and Grill. They are on Facebook. Uh, all you got to do is search JD's Bar and Grill. You will see their little, uh, their little margarita there. Ooh, now that looks... 
tasty. That does and look refreshing. good. Refreshing. Yes. That is their profile picture. And that's is not a, a small drink either. Is that's, a good looking uh, uh, margarita. There it looks like a strawberry lime margarita. I'm not making. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not making the drink. But that's, that's what, what it looks it. like to me. Um, and it looks good. I want one. That's how you'll know you found the right one. If it looks like a drink that makes you go, mm. that's the one you want. <laughs> uh, like them on Facebook and go give them a try. Speaking of sponsors and sponsors, we love Teardrop Pepper Company. has oh, been yeah. part of the show since the very beginning of the show. Talk about, mm. oh man. And, and tailgating is this week. Like the perfect I may, place for those bottles. I yeah. may carry my bottle in my pocket as we walk around, uh, you know, for <laughs> Just, people that don't yeah. have it at their, tail, I don't know who would not have it at their tailgate. Right. But for the people that don't just like, well, that's okay. I brought my own. I'm good. What, yeah. I think that's a great idea. Maybe I'll take some, you know, we're going to sell, we'll, we'll probably sell some bottles for them. They'll yeah. Taste that I and mean, be like, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the golden habanero, Supreme Serrano, two different flavors from teardrop pepper company. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an excellent product, good stuff, but not stuff you're going to find in HEB. Nope. Not stuff you're going to find on the shelves of any of the supermarkets around here. You're going to have to go online to teardroppepperco.com. Use the offer code arena, eight R E N a. Yep. And you save 10%, 10% on your order. Uh, they ship it to you fast. I, I don't know if you could order it right now. No, we warned you last week. We told you last week, order it now if you want it for the first tailgate. I doubt if you order it now the time they're hearing this on Wednesday, they'll have it by Saturday. That's pushing it. That's pushing it. Might but be. you might have it for that Austin Wild game coming up on the 29th. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you, you'd have it in time for that, and you wouldn't be missing out anymore. TeardropPepperCo.com. Go give them a try. Uh, when you order, don't just order one bottle. That's no. pointless. Yeah. You might as well order what? What do they do? They do a case of four. Yeah, they you can you can get them in a case of four, um, and then eight, and then sixteen. Uh, but at least get the four, You're gonna need and you at can least mix four. and match. You can do two and two. If yeah, you want to try both flavors. Yep. Uh, you can also follow them on all their social media outlets: Instagram, uh, the Facebook, the uh, what's the other one? Twitter. Twitter at Teardrop Pepper Co. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas. No R.C. Woods today. Not today. She's vacationing. She's having a great time. Where she's, did she go? She's having a good time out in Arizona. Oh, you I know, know, I heard there is no Arizona. But, you know, that's just uh, an old uh, 2000s. There's uh, some oceanfront property out there. Country or song called yeah. There Is No Arizona. Well, let's not talk about R.C. Let's talk about somebody else. Because on the line, we've got uh, number one, right? Number one. Yes, sir. All one. right. Number one, started out as a quarterback, has moved over to wide receiver, is doing big things, and we expect to see really great things happen uh, with him in that number one gunslingers uniform. Armand Lott of the San Antonio Gunslingers. Armand, how are things going? All right. And you, um, I appreciate uh, all the support and everything that everybody's been giving me, especially you guys. Everything's going good. How about you guys? Oh, we're doing, we're excited. We're ready for this we thing to kick off. Can't wait for Saturday. Man, it's been a long time coming. Long time coming. Do you, uh, are there nerves there? Are you nervous at all? Are you just excited to get on the field and see what happens? No, I'm just excited. Like, the nerve part, that's all going. Like, I'm just more excited and ready to get to it because I know a lot of people have probably, probably were thinking that, the season might not happen due to everything that's going on with COVID and everything. 
the nerves are totally gone. We've been together since, I want to say, like July, August. Yep. And we've been putting in so much work. So now it's just the uh, anticipation of getting out there Saturday and putting on the show. So you made a transition because you started in that first combat back in August, I think it was. You were yeah. you were quarterback, and you were one of the three, I think, quarterbacks they retained all the way through this. But through this process, you made a transition over to wide receiver. What? Yes, sir. What? Uh, what determined that you wanted to make that switch? Was it coaching staff coming to you? Was it something you saw or recognized? What led to that change? Um. The big thing that led to the change was um, just being a versatile player. Um, a lot of people don't know, when I first started out with the team and I actually did get the opportunity at that time, um, one of the first questions that Coach Tony um, asked me was, hey, if I was to give you the nod one day that I needed you to play somewhere else, how would you feel about that? And my reaction in response to him was, I'm a player. Wherever you ask me to be, whatever you ask me to do in that field, I'm going to do my best to make it happen. And, of course, I know my own athletic ability. At that point in time, I didn't know what I was getting myself into because I was on the heavier side. But Coach Taylor said one thing to me um, over this period of time, and he told me, like, hey, as long as you show that this is what you want to do, like, I can help get you in shape. I can get you faster. I can, I can get you stronger. So once I put my, my head down and I made the decision that this is what I really wanted to do, I looked across the board and seen, okay, hey, we have a stiff competition at quarterback. It wasn't that I wasn't cutting it. I just wanted the opportunity to – just utilize everything that I have in my pack. And I knew when it came to certain situations on the football field, um, I could be an asset at the wide receiver position. So I spoke it over with um, my assistant head coach, Coach Q, and um, Coach Tony at the time. And Coach Tony and Coach Q basically gave me the green light and told me, okay, starting after break, you will be listed as a wide receiver. No more red jersey, no more any of that. It's time to put in the work. And that's what it's been since then. Gotcha. So you said uh, you said a minute ago, Armand, that it, it wasn't because you weren't cutting it. And I'll just I'll just kind of backtrack a bit to that day. I remember that day when we went out there for um the open tryout, the first uh uh tr- training camp uh tryout that they had. Um, when mm-hmm. Philip and I were there in RC and, and this was the first glimpse we got of the talent that the gunslingers were bringing in and you were there, I want to say with, I think it was a total four. There were like three other guys there, uh, throwing, throwing balls, uh, at, you know, trying out at quarterback and coming mm-hmm. out of that one session, Philip and I were kind of talking. We're like, well, what do you think? And I remember that conversation. I don't know if you remember Philip, but we were looking at, at the uh, QB position and we kind of said that that Armand Lot guy kind of seems to 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 have the edge at least after that one day, right? And what impressed me the most, and I think that we've even had this conversation at the fan drive or something like that. Um, I was impressed, and I want you to talk a little bit about 
you are a vocal leader and you are a, a guy that is willing to cheer and lift up guys, even that you're competing with. If you're competing for a spot on a depth chart, you don't have any problem. It doesn't seem uh, cheering those guys on and wanting for their success just as loudly as you would, uh, you know, one of your best friends on the team. What what gives oh, yes, you sir. that kind of mentality? Where does that come from that you're willing to cheer on guys that could ultimately knock you off the depth chart, but you're willing to cheer them on? Um, that comes from just playing sports with family members. Um, I can go all the way back to when I was younger playing Pop Warner, Little League, AAU ball. The majority of the time I played with family members, cousins. So it was it was just, I guess, second nature to cheer for your 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 family member or your, your teammate when you're not in the game. I was always taught that every program that I played for, that was always something that was that was emphasized to us. Like you, you cheer your brother on, you cheer the next man on because I mean this is somebody who's a can be a vital part of your team. And when it comes to cheering my guys on, when we're in the trenches with Coach Tony, you guys know when we're out there, like Coach Tony is a hard-nosed type of person. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. He doesn't – he doesn't – he doesn't sugarcoat anything. No. Like, no. He, he, yeah, he, he's really on us out there, so – a little turn, a little pat on the back, like, man, that goes a long way. You never know who's in your corner until they actually say something. And one thing I can say about us as a unit, the gunslingers, we cheer the next person on. That's something big. When we're out there doing team against each other, offense versus defense, it gets a little chippy. But at the same time, knock a man on his behind, we're helping them up at the same instant. Um, we're, we're talking stuff at the line with each other. We're talking stuff with the people on the sideline. And then we come back, we shake hands, we laugh, and we get, we get things together. So just the, the camaraderie, like that's big for me because I play with a couple of teams down here. And in this, this sport, there can be a lot of individual mm-hmm. attitudes and personalities. But once you get that, that backing and that feeling like, hey, that man behind me has my back or that man that's on the side of me, although we're competing, I know this person has my back. And that's just the person that I am, period, in general, whether we're on the field, whether I'm in work, whether I'm at home with my my own little one, like, hey, just the cheering on and just the acknowledgement that somebody's watching you, paying attention to you, and they are basically giving you that nudge to keep going, whether you're tired, whether you're hurt, whether you're anything. Just that nudge, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. Well, and to your credit, um, you were the first one I saw doing it and making a point to cheer on other guys that, uh, I mean, at that point, there was no roster. There was no depth chart. It was just a bunch of guys competing to be to yes, make sir. it to the next spot Try, trying to get recognized uh, yeah. but it was infectious because it began to spread through that from that very first combine that they had that you were there um, on I, I have seen that kind of mentality around this team for the most part and whether it's fair or not in my brain a lot of it gets credited to you because you were the first one uh that i watched and, and i mean we've been watching since the beginning yep. you were the first one that was willing to step up and and show that kind of mentality. And I really feel like it has kind of infected 
the rest of this team for the better. Yeah, Coach. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> Coach Tony definitely, uh, from the very beginning, I think he stressed the brotherhood mentality of this team, of what he wanted for yes. this team, kind of a, of a, mm-hmm. of, of having that, you know, your, your family, you're going to war together and, and, you know, iron sharpens iron. You're going to be hard on each other. You're going to be tough with each other, but you have that bond, that brotherhood where you guys will mess with each other, but can't nobody else mess with you. <laughs> exactly. Nobody from the outside is allowed in our circle. And, and, I love it that, like I said, we've been together for so long now. Like, a lot of people don't really realize how much time that we've actually put in as a unit. It's not any kind of pity pat type of workout. No. Every workout, every time we get together, we get working. We capitalize on everything that we're trying to accomplish. We're, we're taking advantage of the time that we have. We're taking advantage of getting together and just bonding and learning learning different things about each other other than football, but it translates back onto the field when it comes to football. Yeah, people that are wondering about, you know, the type of workouts and practices, the mentality that you guys have and share and, and the effort that, that the organization is putting in, uh, you know, putting this whole thing together, I can just say mm-hmm. from our experience – um, you know, uh, back in our previous iteration, the smoking guns back in the day when we were covering the commanders, um, we saw what they did. And as far as, you know, what they did on the practice field and the, the work that they put in. And then we talked to the players a lot about that. And from top to bottom, there were a lot of guys on that team that uh, had NFL experience. You know, they were they were top notch. Uh, they had top notch experience when it came to football training and football workouts. And they all said, you know, mm-hmm. this this is this is top level. This is that that met uh, their expectations of of anything they had ever seen in their careers previously. And what we've seen you guys put together, what the gunslingers have put together, honestly, is at that same level. We have I have I myself haven't noticed any kind of drop off or any kind of um, being a little bit more relaxed or anything. If anybody thinks that, oh, you know, this the the gunslingers aren't legit, they're not. They're not. At, uh, this isn't top level football. They're just from what I've seen. I, I can just say they're playing. They're flat out wrong. You guys are putting together. Yeah, they're mistaken. They're highly <laughs> mistaken. Yep. We we put in a lot of time that we can be doing other things. We we we've like I said, and I'm going to keep reiterating. We've come together as a unit from the coaching staff, the ownership. And just as guys that are players that are going to be on the field making the plays and doing what we need to do, we have really come together. It has been a tough road. It has. We've seen a lot of people come. We've seen a lot of people go. And Coach Tony is one of the people that reiterates a lot. It's not what you did to get here that will keep you here. It's what you're going to do that's going to keep you here. So how you present yourself, your character, um, how you present yourself on the field, outside of the field, like everything. It's a, it's a whole package that our owners and our coaches are looking for, not just you being the best player athletically. Because I know you guys know that Coach Tony always says to me, yes, he's not the fastest, but he's going to catch whatever that comes to Yes, Like he, he, he's a hard-nosed coach, but at the same time, everybody that's in this 
coaching staff, everybody that's on the ownership, like they're really backing us. They're really pushing for us. You usually sometimes have a team to where it's, it's like I said, the individuals. Everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. And March 13th, we're going to be able to show everybody what we've been doing, all the hard work, all the bumps and bruises, the injuries, everything. It's time to actually show. And we're going to put on a show for the city of San Antonio. Yeah, one of Coach Tony's things that uh, I hear him say over and over again, and you you kind of said it, but it's what got you here won't keep you here. And I love that because if you're not interested in improving from today on, you should go ahead and hit the gate and, and, and make your way out of here. Um, Cause he's all about improving from day to day. And we've seen improvement. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen a team of guys uh, of great athletes, a group of great athletes turn into a team that has, uh, you know, some, you know, you know what, you, you know what you're doing. You, you, you have a plan in place, and you're ready to uh, to take on North Texas here in just a few days. Um, yes, sir. What do you What do you hope to see this season? Like realistically, we asked uh, David and Nate this same question last week. Mm-hmm. Realistically, uh, don't give me the nine and zero answer because we know you want to go nine and zero. Everybody does, um, but realistically, mm-hmm. what are you happy with? Uh, at the end of this season, at the end of this regular season, nine games, uh, what kind of record is going to make you feel like you've accomplished something? Okay. The record that's going to make us feel like we've accomplished something as a unit is the the 9-0 and because that's where we're supposed to be. We've put in, a, like I said, we've put in a lot of work some since August. Some teams are just now still in the process of farming. Yep. So, we have the upper hand, but we have to respect all of our opponents. One thing about my team that I know, we're not underestimating anyone. We're not underestimating anyone. We're respecting everyone. But it's going to be a tough, tough time getting past us. And not just me as an individual, everybody. I have confidence in everybody that's going to take a snap, take uh, any type of play, anything that anybody does, whether it's from our kicker all the way down, everybody is going to do something amazing at one point in time. And at the end of the nine, at the end of our regular season, nine and no is the only way to be. I'll I'll give it, I'll give it to you. You told him not to, but I told him not to. It doesn't matter what you say. This is what this is what the answer is. He gave a good solid answer and he's bigger than me. So I'm going to let him have (laughs) Don't let him have what he wants. So in this first two weeks, you've got a home game in front of your home crowd uh, there at the Rose Palace. And then you turn around and almost immediately the next weekend, you're on a bus for a nine-hour bus ride before you head up to Hattiesburg, Mississippi to take on the Raiders. Uh, You've played this game before. You know what the difference between home and road is. any concern at all about that kind of turnaround that quickly? I mean, this isn't a couple of weeks. This is uh, your first game, and all of the conditioning that you've done uh, gets you ready for it, but nothing. there's nothing like game day. There's nothing like right. game time. Uh, and then you exactly. almost have to turn around immediately and get a couple of practices under your belt, get a new play, get a game plan together, get on a bus for nine hours and go play in Hattiesburg. Is, is that a concern at all? 
Um, honestly, no, because like I said, from the starter to the second man up to the third man up, everybody is capable of handling what they're supposed to handle on the field. So in any given snap, you got somebody on the field that can be that primetime player. So us having that turnaround as quick as we, we are, I'm not worried at all because we have people in position to play just as good as the number one man up or the number two man up. We have versatile players. We have a lot of players that can play on both sides of the ball. We have a lot of players that are going to shock people. We have a lot in our bag. And I brag on my team as well as myself, but I will put anything on the line back in my boys. Like, I keep saying we put in so much work, and now it's just time to show. Everybody's itching to get on this field Saturday and show. Because we know we have a target on our back. We are the San Antonio gunslingers. We have a coach that is very vocal about bragging on us. We have a good fan base. We have a lot of people following us with all of the events and everything that we've done. So with that being said, I'm not worried at all. I'm not the one to sit up and, and, and talk the trash before everything <laughs> happens. But like I said, We'll it's do that for you, It's going to be a tough task to get past us. Well, just, just being serious. Let me make you talk a little trash, or at least let's <laughs> let's have a little fun. Uh, I know you've had to give it thought. I know that you're you, now in your playing career up to this point. Have you always been at the quarterback position, or have you moved around some? Um, I've always moved around some since I've been playing football. Um, it's just recently that I had really stuck to the. Well, not recently, but the majority have been quarterback. But again, I said I'm a versatile player, so I've played just about any and everywhere. So I know you've given thought to getting in the end zone that first time, whether it's here at the Rose Palace, whether it's in Hattiesburg in two weeks. When you get into that end zone for the first time, when you carry that ball across the goal line, is Armand Lott going to show us something special, or are you just going to act like you've been there before? Like there's nothing wrong with either direction. I'm just curious. Um, It's a surprise. Okay. Feel like that. It's a surprise because because honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. But it's just the thing where it's going to be like a, a spare of the moment type of thing. I might, it just it depends. Like it does. It depends. If my whole team rallies behind me, we might have a couple of chances or something for you guys. Like we might put on a show. But I don't know right now. I'm just hoping that. To be honest, that we come out with the W. Well, I'm not hoping. I know we're going to come out with the W. Right. right. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Whatever it is, Armand, and I'll, I'll bet that we're going to see that in the very first game there at the Rose Palace. Uh, speaking of the Rose yes, Palace, sir. I got a question for you. Um, okay, go ahead. So we were there. I was there uh, that night when we we're uh, doing some testing, setting up uh, for the broadcast. I know Philip uh, couldn't make it that night. But um, to my surprise, the entire team was there. You guys were there. You came in. You saw what your home field is going to look like, or at least you could visualize, because we didn't have the turf down yet or anything like that. That's yep, that's that's yep. uh, that's uh, in the in the works now as we speak. I think, or actually mm-hmm. very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, seeing the place and getting the feel for 
what the crowd is going to be like. I'm sure going through all your minds, you're kind of visualizing, preparing yourselves. What was that like? What What was your impression of the venue, the place, the palace where the gunslingers are going to put in work and and get six wins this this season? Um, we, I was personally like it was like walking in like a kid been in the candy store because. This isn't my first rodeo with football in arena down here. So I see what, this I see see. what you did there. This isn't my first rodeo because <laughs> the palace is all about the rodeo. Go ahead. Exactly, exactly. But I seen the vision as soon as I walked in. Like, it wasn't an if and or but to me about this being our home and us making this what everybody doesn't think it's going to be. I seen the vision as soon as I walked in and stepped on the dirt and seen everything and seen how everything was lined up. I got excited. I told everybody, like, man, do you can you believe what we're doing? Can you see what we're doing? And a little to everybody's surprise, everybody believed in it. Everybody was seeing the vision. Everybody follows behind each other when it comes to this. So getting that turf down and us walking in there on Saturday. And seeing the finished product, man, some people might tear up. Just, just to be <laughs> honest, because it, 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 it's some, it's, it's, it's a whole situation. Like, like I said, it's a lot of work being put in, put in behind the scenes. It's a lot of work being put in from the coaches, the owners, and us even as players. So when the finished product is presented to us Saturday, just like everybody else is going to see it. Saturday, it's going to be the same way for us. So, so it's man. go ahead. No, no, I, I, I love what you're saying, and I, I know what what you're feeling. I kind of got that sense. I could, I could feel it in the air that night, and just see it mm-hmm. on guys' faces, and and you know, not just players, but coaches and owners. I mean, you could, you could just feel that electricity coming off you guys. Yeah, um, like it's real. It's real. Like actually walking into that place. Is, us getting the the four one one the info on how everything is going to be laid out, right? If if you didn't see the visual, then yeah, you might as well kick rocks and go somewhere else. <laughs> just, just be honest, <laughs> for sure. So, um, on that lines, like I know, I know, I'm excited for what we're going to see Saturday night, and we've generalized and we've speculated, and and you know, we're predicting wins, and we're talking about the advantages of you guys having putting in so work for so much you know so much work for so long we don't know what we, what to expect from the other team we don't know what the bulls are going to bring at least you know us you know the media we we don't know we're, we're not sure roster wise what kind of players they're bringing um but i know that kind of the attitude from from the from the team the attitude of of the coaches is bring whatever you're going to bring we're going to do what we're going to do you're not going to be able to stop us and we're going to, we're going to do whatever it takes to stop you. And that's just, you guys are going to dictate what happens on March 13th at seven 30. When we, once that ball the gets tone, kicked the off, tone will, the tone will be set March 13th at seven 30. The tone will definitely be set. Now it's going to be up to us to live up to it and produce what we know that we can produce. And like I said, it's going to be a tough time trying to run past us or run through us uh-huh. for the North Texas Bulls. Right. So that was kind of what I was 
I was wondering, like, what you can say to the fans in specifically, like, what 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 do they need to look out for? What are they going to see Saturday night that's going to make them when they leave? They're going to say, I got to They got to say, show me a schedule. When when's the next game for those that haven't got season tickets? Because I need to already get my tickets for that next home game. Oh man, they're going to see a complete show. They're going to see a complete show. They're going to see professionalism. They're going to see a good group of guys, whether we're playing or whether we're shaking hands or holding babies. You get what I'm saying? Like, they're going to get a complete show. They're going to get a dynamic show from beginning to end. They're going to get, I feel like it's going to be a pay-per-view show. They're going to get (laughs) their money's worth when it comes to coming to see us March 13th at 730. Anybody who doesn't know about the San Antonio Gunslingers will surely know about us after Saturday night. I love it. I can guarantee that. I love it. Armand, that's Armand Lott. He is uh, is a wide receiver for your San Antonio Gunslingers. Started out at the quarterback position. We expect to see really amazing things happen all over the field. Um, And number one will be a part of all of that as we get started here in just a few days in the Rose Palace. Armand, thanks for spending some time with us. We're going to let you get back to your little girl, who is just the cutest little girl in the world. <laughs> thank you, thank um, you, thank you. We're going to let you get back to pom poms and everything. I'm sure. Yeah. I bet she's excited to watch Daddy. <laughs> yes, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you again. We all we thank you for all the support, everything that you guys have done supports us. Everything. You bet. Thank Saturday you, night, seven thirty. Thank you. Can't wait to see you then uh, on Saturday, Armand. All, all right. right. See you guys later. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to take a break right there. We're going to uh, be back right after uh, just we catch our breath a little bit. And we'll talk some about what Armand had to say. Yeah. And we'll talk some about these first two weeks of the season. Because I kind of touched on it there, but I have some concerns Uh um, that I want to put out there as we talk through these first two weeks of the season. So stick right there. We'll be right back with you. Smoking Guns Podcast. We'll talk to you in just a minute. Smoking Guns Podcast is excited to offer you a way to be a part of our team. Uh, yeah. you, know, you can't be part of the gunslingers. Uh, I mean, it's too late for that. Try maybe next happen. season. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next season. Um, so you can't be a part of that team. You can be a fan of that team. We should all be fans of that team, but you can't be part of the team, but you can be part of the smoking guns team. Yes. We've got uh, all kinds of teammates with us. We've got folks that sponsor us businesses that sponsor us. They're part of our team. We've got uh, collaborators that jump in with us. There's me and there's Leo and there's RC. There's also Leo's lovely wife, Dolores. Um, There is uh, Jonas who helps us on the live streaming side of things. They are, they are part of the team. And then we have amazing people that jump online. They, ju- they go to www.patreon.com slash pod, all one word, smoking, no G, guns with a Z, P-O-D. And they support our show for $5, $10, or $20 a month. They help us just make the show go. There are expenses involved in all of this. It really helps. Yep. And they are the ones that, uh, that help us make the show go. As our way of saying thank you, when, when news drops, um, we get that information out to them first and foremost. Before we yep. go make a post on Facebook or before we send it out on Twitter, we go first to our Patreons and we say, hey, there's some news you need to know about. Uh, so they find out the information first and foremost. We've got 
Some great patrons. We're expecting more as the season gets started. We want you to be a part of the team. Yes. And the way you can do that is by joining us on Patreon. So www.patreon.com slash smoking guns pod. Sign up today if you're able. It really does help us make this show go. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philippine Malam, Leo Yamas, no RC this time around. Here in the JD's Bar and Grill mobile studio here on the wild, wild western side of San Antonio. We just got yep. done talking to Armand. Great guy. Armand Lott. Uh, yeah. What did he say that, uh, I mean, I loved almost everything he said. There was nothing he said I disagreed with at all. <laughs> right. But what stood out to you? So what stands, what stood out to me was the, I don't know, is conviction a good word? Of like just how, how ex- not beyond excited. It's one thing to be excited about something where you're kind of, um, excited to be part of something because you're just hype but there's another thing to like have a lot of conviction in something not just because of the excitement but because you truly believe in what you're doing or what you're a part of and i i think he just oozes that belief yeah yeah and it does kind of start with the coaching staff and specifically tony hernandez because this is He's always pushed the brotherhood idea and that you're right. fighting for more than just yourself. Um, you're fighting for your teammates. You're fighting for the city of San Antonio. He's always made a big deal about those those things. Um, so I think that on some level, that comes from him. But Armand is just a great, um, just a leader. He's a vocal leader in the locker room um, or at least on the sidelines. I guess we don't see him in the locker room. I don't know. I imagine... <laughs> The one that gets up and makes the speech in the locker room would be Armand uh, more often than not. Uh, he's a vocal guy and he's willing to pump everybody up. He's a big part of the team for sure. I mean, so big that a couple weeks ago uh, we had practice and practice was probably, you know, a little, maybe a little bit more than halfway through and Armand went down with an ankle injury and practice just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Coach was like, I'm not taking any more chances. And uh <laughs> Right. <laughs> enough is enough. They they had a couple other walking wounded too. Um, but, uh, you know, he very wisely put a stop to that and, and guys are recovered, including Armand. They're good to go. So, so I asked him about, you know, that first time you get in the end zone, what's your plan? Yeah. Uh, and I told him, and I believe this, like either one, I, I don't, it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're excited and you, you want to show off and, and celebrate a little bit, that's great. If you want to act like, you know, business as usual or, or this is what I expected was to get in the end zone, hand the ball to the official and walk away, that's good too. I think both of those are, are perfectly fine. So when I you would, overdo the, the uh, celebrating, that's yeah, when I have a little yeah. bit of a problem. Um, so I was okay with either of those answers. Yeah. He gave me a better answer than either of those. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I haven't even thought about it. I'm not worried about that. That's yeah. not what's on my mind. There'll be something, but I haven't thought about it yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that's the answer I wanted to hear, but as soon as he said it, I'm like, well, that's the answer I want to hear. I'm not worried about the dance I'm going to do or not do or how I'm going to act in the end zone. I got other things to worry about. <laughs> so a little insight for everybody li- who listens and follows the shows. We we like to talk about players and little things that we pick up from them. Let me just give you a little insight on Mr. Philip Higginbotham here. As we record our shows and as we talk, when people answer questions or respond to whatever it is we're talking about 
Philip, I mean, we're not visual a lot of the time. Sometimes we're live, but Philip has no no issues about telegraphing exactly what he's thinking about that response on his face every single time. For sure. The one and, that I can think of like <laughs> most recently that I did that was when I asked the ownership about shuttling in quarterbacks and whether that yeah. thought that was a good idea or not. Um, and I gave you a look that I was like, I, I, there is a correct answer to this question in my mind. Um, and by the way, they didn't give it like, right. They, they, yeah, that sounds fine to us. And that is not fine. But when um, Philip, when Philip likes an answer, he has this little, like th- this little gleam to his eye that kind of like where you kind of, you kind of open up your eyes, you, you, you kick your head back a little bit like, oh, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Or, oh, well, that's even better than what I expected to hear. And I think you had that look just about on every response that Armand had. Incredibly well-spoken. Uh, I, I, I've no, made no secret about it. Um, yeah. And he thanked us several times as we finished up that segment um, after we stopped recording uh, for our support. I, I don't think I've ever made any secret about it. I, I really like his attitude and his leadership and the way that he conducts himself um, as a leader on the field. This is the kind of guy that I would want on my team. And uh, apparently coach Tony feels the same way because even when his uh, preferred area of, of making a difference wasn't, wasn't what they needed. Yeah. They were able to slide him over and find another place for him because he's that valuable of guy. And he's excelled there. He has. Yeah. He has. And I love athletes that realize that uh, while I may want to play position X or whatever position that is, um, I want to be on the team and I want to be useful. And so where I love a guy like Taysom Hill, like Mm -hmm. I love Taysom Hill because he's willing to do anything. He will block on kicks. He will do anything for the Saints, whatever they call his number for. Um, Football player. Yeah. And I I truly believe that, uh, you know, guys like, um, Tim Tebow and Robert Griffin III and some of those guys, if they would have that same mentality, I think that they would make bigger, they would be bigger in the NFL than their careers ended up being. Sure. If they were willing to put the quarterback thing aside and say, you know what, put me wherever I'm going to be useful. Um, in fact, you hear stories about Tebow being asked those questions as he made his rounds to teams. That, you know, what if we did other things with you other than quarterback? No, I'm a quarterback. Right. Then I can't use you. I can use you a lot of places. I just don't know that I can use you at quarterback. Um, I, I'm impressed with Armand. I have been from uh, nearly the moment they were stretching on the field in the first combine mm-hmm. uh, when he was a vocal leader on the field to a bunch of guys that he didn't ultimately know. Um, but he was cheering everybody on and he was being a leader to guys that didn't he didn't know and they didn't know him from anybody. Um, yeah, and he didn't shy away from that at any point. I remember in the combine, you know, and he even admits that physically he was a little bit heavier, wasn't definitely not where he is right now. He's in excellent shape now. Uh, a lot of these guys are uh, night and day from when the combine started. For sure. But there were moments where Coach Tony was challenging them and, and him specifically, and he wasn't up to those challenge. And a lot of people would – you know, they'll bark loudly and everything. And then when when they're challenged and they don't meet that challenge, they'll kind of quiet down a little bit. They'll they'll kind of shrink under that pressure. Mm-hmm. Not Armand. No. Yeah. Even throughout all of that, uh, he was still vocal. He was still, uh, he was still, like you said, definite leadership qualities about him out there. So it'll be exciting to see him on the field. Um, 
He really is the player, one of the players. He is the player that I kind of keyed on in on from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a guy that I will watch fairly closely because uh, he's the first, not the only one, but he's the first one that caught my eye. Uh, really, from from that stretching moment uh, as they were making their way back and forth on that little tiny indoor <laughs> the mini soccer uh, field. mini soccer field over in Live Oak uh, inside, he caught my eye first. Um, and so I will be watching him w- with special attention because he was that first player that I kind of keyed in on. Uh, well, there's more to talk about. Armand is great, and we're excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, but not only did we get news on Thursday night when we were at practice, we also got to see something live and in person. Oh, yeah. That everybody else has seen now uh, on social media, but we got to see it. We got to hold it. Uh-huh. We got to be there when the very first of the game helmets was revealed. I was tempted to see if it fit in my bag, you remember? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I also remember you calling over not one, but both owners and saying, when you order the rest yes. of these, you order an extra one and you just bill me. You just tell me what it costs. I did say that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're a fan of the helmet. I'm a fan of the helmet. That's great. I love that. I think it looks I think it looks really good now right now I will agree I think it looks really good right now that it's clean so and unscuffed and unused uh and Jason's already shaking his head I know he is <laughs> like he's listening to this right now shaking his head because he knows what's he coming. just threw his phone uh yeah he probably did <laughs> uh so you like the you like the helmet I think it's cool looking yes awesome and I think <laughs> lots of people are gonna love the helmet it is it is not a bad looking helmet so for everything that is going to come in the next five minutes or so. I don't think it'll be that long. Uh, but for everything <laughs> that's going to come in the next few minutes, know that I, I realize I am probably in the minority with this opinion. Yep. I preferred the blue helmets that they wore in practice because, and I mentioned this on the show before, I don't like white helmets. I'm right. not a fan of white helmets. I love the chrome graphic uh, graphics that they have. Both the logo and the stripe are in a chrome uh, sort of... of uh, graphic, which is very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's a nice looking. Um, Definite contrast with the white makes it look really nice. Makes it, it does. Pop. It absolutely does. Uh, I feel like white helmets on with almost no. Yeah, I can't think of a white helmet that I like because they look. I'm sorry, Jason. They look cheap to me. It looks like you just threw decals cheap. on the helmet that you bought uh, at the store. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say cheap. Yeah. I would have concerns about it staying that nice because it's going to get scuffed up. It's going to get hit. Do not like the Cardinals helmets. I do not like the Indianapolis Colts helmets. I do not like uh, the Longhorn helmet. I do. I don't like white helmets. You know what's in common with all those helmets you just mentioned? What's that? The face mask is also a light color. That's what I think makes it look what you're revisioning. I love that it's a I don't white like the helmet, Lion helmet with a blue face mask. It I, looks cool. And again, I don't like the Buffalo Bill helmet, which this looks very similar to me to like the Buffalo yeah. Bills kind of thing. I, I preferred their red helmet with the blue Buffalo and the white line, uh, white outline. Um, I, it's just, it's a me thing. Gotcha. And I recognize that. Um, and I realize that nobody cares what Philip thinks, but you know what? This, this, is, <laughs> this is a show I'm a co-host on. I get to see uh, my opinion, and and those will I, you know, am I giving up my gunslinger fandom? Heck no. Um, right. And of all the white helmets out there, is this my favorite white helmet? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, but it just, I liked the blue better. Uh, apparently, there was a mock-up at one point of a red helmet. Yeah, that was news to me, too. We got some news on that um, recently, and I was like, huh, we never saw the red helmet. I wonder what that would have looked like. Yeah. Um, I'm okay without the red helmet. I don't think in my mind it doesn't look great. Yeah, I definitely think blue or white was the way to go. Yeah, for sure. But I like the blue. Um, I like the blue practice helmets that they were working out with. Um, I will grow to like this one. Now, I'm very interested to see what the road uniform looks like, white tops, white helmets. Um, If you're going to go that direction, I I implore the ownership to go with white pants and just go white all the way through. I don't think they will, um, mm, yeah. but, but I prefer that. Like, I love that look, that monochromatic look in any color. I kind of like that monochromatic look. Um, I don't like the Colts uh, white helmets, but when, they, when they're when they on the road and it's white all the way through. It's, you like the color rush look where it's just all consistent. Yeah. As long as they're not weird, like mustard and ketchup bottles facing yeah. off against each other. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that. Um, so the helmet is nice. I, I mean, it is, it's a good looking helmet. Uh, yeah. I could certainly see why you want to add one to your collection. One day when the mini helmet comes out, I will have one of those. It'll look awesome on my shelf and it'll never get scuffed up. That helmet will never get scuffed up. So For, it's always going to look great. True. And, and to be, to be totally clear, the scuffing up of the helmet is not what bothers me. In fact, my expectation is that, uh, we're going to see some red on those helmets on March 13th. After the 13th. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's going to be some red streaks on some of those helmets, and that's a good thing. Uh, that's not what bothers me. It, it is not. It is a look before they ever get scuffed up. That oh, red me. from the streaks of the helmet. I thought from the blood from the bulls. Uh, maybe you know, that. From the massacre I mean, maybe that's that. going to happen in there. Um, so let's talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Um, we know, in fact, we've received some communication from the North Texas Bulls. Uh-oh. We've discussed the and enemy. talked with them. The enemy. Um, we've talked with them a little bit, uh, online back and forth. Yeah. And I think it's fair that just in, uh, the spirit of friendly competition, friendly and knowing that we wish them well after the 13th, uh, I have prepared, um, a, 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 we're not a radio, we're not a traditional, uh, radio show where you make requests and you send out requests to mm-hmm. specific people. Right. Um, you Did you ever do that when you were a kid? Like you call the radio station call and try in. to... Can you please play this song? It's yeah. for dedicated to so-and-so. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but we're going to do that. We have a song. I have a song I've prepared. I'm not singing it. You have I'm a crush on the bulls? I, I do. <laughs> and I have a song for them. Um, and so North Texas Bulls, uh, this goes out to you. So that's for you. That's nice. for you guys over there in uh, Fort Worth as you get ready to come down to San Antonio. We're great. And you suck. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, Very cool. Weird Al Yankovic. I, I got to give credit. That's a Weird Al Yankovic Weird song. Al. 
that I've been holding on to for years <laughs> for something that I can utilize because uh, I just love it. And it's called the sports song. You should pull it up on Spotify and listen to the whole thing. If you're, if you like weird Al at all, Man, um, chalkboard material. There you go. We're great. Use it. <laughs> um, my, one of my favorite parts of the song is where he says, okay, full disclosure. We're really not that great, but nevertheless, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're having fun with you. Uh, and, and on come Saturday night, our team is going to have fun with you. Yeah. That, that's just the way this is going to go. I mean, if you guys had a podcast, they could definitely retort, but we're still waiting. As far as I know, that doesn't exist. Yeah, we're still um, waiting. That's okay. That's okay. It's all uh, right. They'll get one. They, Let's see. Uh, the Gunslinger started practicing and playing together in October. The North Texas Bulls started playing together and practicing in February. That is a difference of five months. Yeah. So five months from from. You know, whenever we started, that was that was July. Okay, you're already behind. Yeah. Because we've had the podcast going since July, so they should have, you know, maybe five months from now when they have a podcast, um, we can we can have some healthy banter back and forth. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. But at this point, it's, it's game week, and uh, th- there is no longer any lovey-dovey kind of feelings. Nine and O oh for the Smoking Guns podcast. It's uh yeah, exactly. We're gonna go nine and oh guaranteed over the other podcasts. We we are better than a, whatever the team does, we're gonna beat out every other podcast. For sure. Um the North Texas is coming in and and we are first and foremost fans. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be fans of our team. That's that's what we do. Uh, beat the Bulls. We're gonna beat the Bulls. Yeah, that's the goal. Yep. That's what we do. Um, you will hear a very professional broadcast if you check in to YouTube or Facebook or maybe Twitch. I think we might even do it on Twitch. Um, stream it on Twitch. You're going to hear a very professional broadcast. I'm not going to ever be one of those guys uh, in the booth that is cheering for one team over the other right. uh, to an, an unrealistic degree. Yeah, that, that, However, that could be annoying, and we don't want to be annoying. On the podcast the week before, I am going to be absolutely obnoxious. On the podcast, we can be annoying. <laughs> as annoying as we want. That's right. Uh, I don't, I, I don't, um, I don't envy them. It is our first game of the season. It is in our home stadium. We have, we have the prep. Now, as much as I would say we have the upper hand on the North Texas Bulls, the very next week, our team has to do something they have not done before. Travel nine and a half hours. Yeah. To go to a game in Hattiesburg, Mississippi against the Raiders. And it will be the Raiders first game and they will be at home. So all of the things that we have set up to this point about aside from the preparation side of things, but all, and I Which don't is know. huge. Right. And I don't know what Hattiesburg has done as far as that's prep. true. We don't know how long they've been working together. But I will say the idea of it being at home, being the first game, all of those kind of things, um, if those are beneficial things for the gunslingers on the 13th, they are going to work against the gunslingers on the 20th. Conversely, yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it is Hattiesburg's first game. They will not have any of the bumps and bruises. They will not have, uh, you know, one game. Now, that could go both ways. Like, they won't have a week of gameplay under their belt. So all of those first 
game of the season mistakes might still be there. You know what they'll have, though? What? Game tape. They will. They will be able to look at tape and see what the gunslingers do and prepare for that. <laughs> for that matter, they will have game tape that we will provide them because yeah. it will be on YouTube yeah. uh, and Facebook that they will be watching the broadcast that we put together. If there is no other, like if there's no coaches game tape, there is still going to be uh, something for them to look at where our coaching staff does not have that so, opportunity. So what you're saying is as heavily as the odds are stacked against the Bulls, on the uh, this this weekend, it's going to be equally stacked against our gunslingers in week two. I will tell you that if after week two, if after the twentieth, um, we are driving away from on the bus on in Hattiesburg with a two and zero record, I think nine and zero is reasonable. Like, gotcha. I, I think that if there's a loss coming, I think this game in Hattiesburg sets up very well to put the gunslingers in a hole early. Um, that doesn't mean you can't overcome it. Just like right. we've said about the Bulls, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, that we're going to win on Saturday. It just means that the deck is stacked one direction better than it's stacked the other. And I really feel like um, everything that we've said for two weeks now about North Texas coming in here begins to work against us when we're talking about Mississippi. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. You bring up all valid points. Um, the week after that, who have they got? I'm trying to pull an up off the schedule. Week. I think we're an off week after that, and then Austin, the Austin Wild comes in okay. the next. For some reason, I was thinking they, they've got the Raiders again pretty quickly, but I, I could be off. That could just be my mind playing tricks on me like it does. It's it's a product of getting older. Oh, That gosh. does happen. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so... It is the wild that they play twice in a row, not yes. not the rate, not the yeah. uh, the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the wild come in on the 29th and then come in again on the 12th of April. Gotcha. So, so yeah. Um, so fact, that's the that's the trap game then. I, I really feel like you know, and uh, you know, win or lose on Saturday, I don't think either sets you up any better or worse. If you lose and then you have to travel um, and and you go into somebody that doesn't have bumps and bruises, like that doesn't set up well for you to me. Uh, there's a scenario where that can really motivate you and we're not going to take two losses. If you win, though, I feel like you're in a worse position going into Mississippi because uh, if you blow out North Texas, there is a tendency sometimes to lay back and go, hey, we got this. We did exactly what we thought we would do. There is. I don't think. I don't think the coaching staff, or at least they're going to do their hope. best yeah. to not allow that to happen. But I would say coming coming out of that week one game with a loss, I think would be really mentally devastating to me as a fan because I'd be like, okay, we're staring down the barrel here at a very possible zero and two, True. and starting off zero and two in a nine game season. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Really hard. Yeah. Cause then all of a sudden you are looking at like every game. If you start out 0 2, every game becomes a must win. Like there's, you're, right. You're running out of chances to have a, uh, you know, better than 500 schedule. You lose five games, you're done. You're, right. you're under 500. Right. Um, and forget playoffs and forget all of those things. So, 
You take two losses right out of the gate, and you're halfway to all the games you can lose for the season and still have a winning season. Yeah. Yikes. That, that's, good. that's a tough situation. So the answer to that is just win. dominate game one. Yeah. And take, then and then dominate game two. Dominate game two. Take one one week at a time. We got to look at games one week at a time. So I think I've told before uh, one of my favorite things, and this is not by any means – uh, only Coach Tabor out in Lavernia, but our head coach out in Lavernia makes a big deal with the boys in the on the high school team of being one and zero. You don't look down the road. You don't look back at what you've done previously in the season. You look at this week, and our goal is one and zero every week. Um, and I think that's what you got to concentrate on here in North Texas. I think it's what you got to concentrate on. At, no matter what happens. Uh, as you turn around and head to Mississippi to face the Raiders. Uh, Agreed. It's got to be 1-0. and um, And I think that they're capable of doing that. Like, I, if you made me lay money one way or the other, I would say we're going to be 2-0 and coming out of that stretch to that first bye week because we have a few bye weeks kind of sprinkled Yeah, I noticed there's a couple of uh, gaps, weak gaps in the game, which with a nine-game season um, – Going across three months, yeah. I mean, that's easy to, to make that happen. So For sure. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident that this weekend's going to be uh, what we think it's going to be. Um, we don't know what the Bulls are bringing. We talked about that earlier. But regardless of what they what they bring, like, like Armand said, the tone is going to be set. And I think that that's their goal each and every game. They're going to set the tone coming out, game one, on the 13th and they're going to take that bus ride up to Mississippi, Hattiesville. And they're going to come up with that mentality that from the kickoff, they're going to set the tone in game two and we'll see if they can do it. Sure. So it's here. It's time for gunslingers football. It's really, I could smell the barbecue. Oh man. I'm really excited about uh, the tailgating side of things. Uh, I got to take it easy because I got to turn around and and be up in a booth for three to four hours straight. So uh, I got to be yeah. careful at how much I eat, how much I drink. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I can't. I don't go think crazy. there's any kind of like bathroom like right there accessible yeah. to where we're going to be either. So <laughs> having done games before, I know that there are not a lot of opportunities for our bathroom breaks. Yeah. So I uh, do have to be careful on that. Uh, that's gunslinger football. We're excited about it. We can't wait next week until we are able to jump on RC. We'll be back and we'll get to discuss some of that. Let's talk other football though. I want to, but I have one question. Okay. One question talking about along those lines, we talked about, we're going to deliver a professional broadcast. So are we going to dress professionally or do I have to wear to a tie, a tie to this affair? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I know the answer to this question, but, uh, besides us, the broadcasters, how are the gunslinger fans going to set the tone here? Is there going to be a motif? Are we going to go with the I old mean, gunslinger western wear to the games? Or I I will tell you that if you go all out, either crazy gunslinger wear, uh huh, or if you uh, if you actually cosplay the gunslinger a little <laughs> bit, um, there's a good chance you're going to end up on the broadcast. That'd be pretty cool. Because uh, we're going to certainly look out in the crowd and see if we can find some people having some fun with the gunslinger motif, whatever that is, whether that's your gunslinger gear, um, head to toe, wrapped in red, white, and blue, or uh, whether that's dressing up as the gunslinger. Um, we're going to be looking for those folks. 
I'd love to see some rowdy beer drinking cowboys out there. Some absolutely. Yep, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I'm not wearing a tie, by the way. No, no. <laughs> we have some polos. We have some team polos yeah, that I, I think know. would look great. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the broadcast, not that I think we'll ever be visible. Um, we've kind of kicked that around back and forth, and right. I, you know, chances are you'll never see us, which. Good for you. Like, bully for you. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I think you'll see RC, um, but I don't, I don't think you'll see us so much. Behind some glass. But but that'll be fine. Tint the glass. Uh, so, let's talk some other football. Okay. That's gunslinger stuff. Uh, were you surprised this week to see uh, one Ben Roethlisberger resign in Pittsburgh? Uh, after watching, we talked about it when, uh, after the last playoff game and his, his tearful sitting over there with his center. And I, I thought that was a clear sign of a farewell. So I, yes, I am surprised. Um, if he was going to play anywhere, it was going to be in Pittsburgh. Of course. I don't think not, he was going to, Yeah, no. I don't think you were going to see a Joe Namath kind of thing where he goes and plays for the, you know, chargers or anything. Right. Um, I am surprised. I I don't I don't think Ben is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I I don't think he's there anymore. Hmm. Um, I, I he's a, he's got injury issues, um, and, and his age has worked against him at this point. And and that's crazy because he's younger than uh, what's the guy's name in Tampa? What's his name? Uh, quarterback there in Tampa? Oh, Tom 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 something or other. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brady, Booty, Brady, Brody. I think it's Brady, Brady. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah, he's, he's younger than Tom <laughs> Brady. Uh, but I just feel like you know, with quarterbacks, especially when the skills diminish, it does not happen slowly. No, it's a steep drop off. We we've seen it with a lot of guys. We saw it with one of the greats in Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Like it, he, it, you were there. You yep. saw it. You yep. watched it happen because it was for your Broncos. Yep. Um, it was not a, he was setting records one season and the next season he couldn't throw the ball 15 yards with, with, you know, with any real solid accuracy. Like it, it went downhill and it went yeah, downhill they, fast. There were a lot of ducks. Yeah. Um, I am surprised to see Ben Roethlisberger back in uh, Pittsburgh. I'm surprised that Pittsburgh would tie themselves to him. It, they, they really need to be looking at the future of their franchise and, and signing Ben Roethlisberger just puts off the inevitable. I don't know that Ben has reached that point that you're talking about yet, but ideally as a franchise, you don't want your starting quarterback to reach that point. You want to start, you want to start making uh, other preparations before that happens. So yeah, I I would have to agree with you. Although I don't think he's necessarily at that point yet where you think he is. See, I do. Um, Obviously I think he's where I think he is. Um, Obviously (laughs) that would only make sense. Another quarterback signing that we found out today, this won't be new news to anyone that's listening now because it will have been talked about for uh, almost 48 straight hours, but Dak has signed. Yeah, good for him. We were worried about that. He gets a four-year deal. It's worth $160 million. I think I just read it was $32 million guaranteed. Um, Yeah. Uh, forty million a year is what that you know forty two like for the first three years yeah, I think. yeah is what it said forty two for the first three years um, his four year deal which is what he held out for they wanted him to have five years on the deal he wanted four, four. Um, and he got what he was looking for 
what do you think of it? I mean, we're just finding out about this. This is not, this is new news to us. Um, but what do you think, what's your first reaction to this particular deal? So I'm a little surprised. Uh, you know, we talked how we were concerned about him being able to get that deal um, because of how his season ended. Yeah, you know, there's a sure. very bad injury, and we don't know what he's going to look like. That's moving true. Forward. Uh, I have to take somebody to tell. It's funny. There's somebody that has mentioned that we never talk about them on the podcast, and the first time yes. I'm going to talk about him, <laughs> I'm going to take him to task <laughs> a little bit. Calling him out, yeah. Coach Q, uh, Quentin Humphrey. We love you, Coach Q. We do by love the way. you, Coach Q. Uh, he put out something just a few minutes ago on social media that says. Uh, Dak sure got a lot of money. He didn't do anything last year or the year before. I would tend to disagree. I think he's been a solid quarterback every year he's completed. And if you're going to hold last year against him, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, the year before, I, I would disagree. He did. And then last year, yeah, uh, he was injured. And you can't really hold that against him. Injury is a risk that all, all, all football players take every time they put their cleats on. But... um. I definitely have the questions. Like I, I want to see what we see out of out of Dak after that that type of injury because yeah. he's a mobile quarterback. He he he's not the pocket guy that just stands there. He's the guy that moves around and and he's he, not to the extent of of some of the other guys we've talked about already on this show. But a part a big part of his game is being mobile, and we don't know what what his mobility is going to be like after that. When he got injured, I would have told you that I thought for sure they would tag him one more season to see what he, how he would come back from the injury. Mm -hmm. And then they would sign him to a long-term deal. However, in the time that has elapsed since his injury, I do not, I think if the Cowboys had tagged him another season, that would have been the end of negotiations between him and the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. I think. It, I think. I it, think he would have walked and said, "You obviously don't think I'm capable." That one and I'm year moving on. would have been a one year tryout for somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think they had to get the deal done. It's a lot of money, a lot of money. Yes, it is. Um, but I think Dak is a is a good. In fact, you said something when we were talking about this uh, between segments about well, what if they just signed him to this deal to trade him. And I said something that people are going to take me to task for. I said I would only trade for one person in the NFL. One guy. Yep. I would trade. I would make a straight up trade right now with Houston if they wanted to give Deshaun Watson to Dallas and Dak go to Houston, since both have kind of upset the player. Uh, just reset both of those careers and trade them one for one straight up. I would do that. I don't think there's anybody any anybody else that I'd make that trade for. I mean, are there better quarterbacks? Sure. You know, uh, Tom Brady is a better quarterback, but I'm not giving up the upside on Dak for a year or two of Tom Brady. No. Um, you know, there, there are better, you know, you're not going to get Patrick Mahomes. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. I mean, I guess that's true. If, if the Chiefs were to call and say one for one straight up, we'll trade you uh, Pat for a Dak, would you do that? I, I, I would advise them to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> but, but I mean, just realistically, that's the only trade that I could see. Like, if they're going to turn around and trade him um, with this deal, if that's what the whole point was, and it's a deal to Deshaun, well, for Deshaun, I'm okay. Anybody else, in a, I, I'd rather just have Dak. It's an interesting idea. And it 
could possibly make sense for both sides. I don't know that that that's what's in the works, though. The thing that makes a lot of sense about it uh, as I'm in real time processing this is they both have to carry dead money anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So they carry ultimately about the same. Again, I'm not looking at the numbers, but I would imagine they're carrying about the same dead money um, that they would have if they'd have kept the player they had. It's ultimately just trading situations for two, what I think are two relatively even quarterbacks. And I know people are going to, Hit me hard for that. You probably think, you think Dak and Deshaun are 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 equal? Yeah, I I do kind of. If you look at the numbers, there's an argument for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know lots of people say Dak is a dink and dunk kind of quarterback. You know what? Tom Brady is a dink and dunk quarterback, and he's done a really good job in the NFL. Yeah. So uh, that's not a negative thing to me, and I think Dak has a long ball more than they've ever shown, more than they've ever used it. Um, and as he goes into the season with, I assume, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb with a full season, I think you're going to see a lot more downfield passing. Yeah, I was just going to say, he hasn't really had the complimentary wide receivers to show that off, uh, uh, you know, other than, um, um, what's his name? You just said his name. Coop. Yeah, under than Cooper, uh, just this, this last uh, season. So um, I could see that for sure. I also wonder, you know, we haven't seen, I at least I haven't seen the details of the contract. There could be some clauses and injury-related clauses in there For in, sure. case, in case Absolutely. he's not what they expect him to be physically. Um, now, <laughs> if you're talking to me about the Cowboys cap, which is a concern, um, I have gone on record and will go on record again as saying, uh, cut Zeke, eat the dead money, move on. I would agree with that for sure. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Invested in but at not this point, a whole lot. At this point, you're throwing good money after bad. I said it before they ever signed him. You do not sign running backs to that kind of huge deal. The no. the position just beats them up too bad. That, that just too rough on their body. That's a couple decades late on that deal. So, uh, Dak, Rain, Dakota, Prescott gets his, uh, gets his deal. I do not have to search for a new quarterback jersey. Good for him. Um, good for me, too. <laughs> good for you, too. Uh, those things aren't cheap. <laughs> and I was kind of nervous that I was going to need to go get, uh, you know, the next jersey, whoever that was. Um, should we lose Dak? I, I was worried that we are going to end up with, you know, Sam Darnold or something. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little what's the word apprehensive to buy jerseys for the same reason because you buy a jersey and then the guy gets traded or I saw a kid trade, two, free agency takes off so two weekends ago i saw a kid at uh one of the trampoline places at urban air uh-huh. my kids went for a birthday party and i was hanging out with them kid bouncing around in a drew lock jersey and i was like man i wonder what that costs <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what a drew, drew he's, lock costs. he's still there he's still there he's still the starter he is is he the you know, starter? He's well right now. He is. Yeah, nice. I mean they're they're always looking for competition, but he's gotten some vote. He's gotten some votes of confidence uh, recently from the new GM and from some of his players that have come out and spoken out for him. So we'll see. I mean, what are they going to say until they have somebody else that they know is True. better on the on the uh, roster? What what are they going to say? We'll see. That's not the guy I had in mind though. I just bought a, a Von Miller jersey like before the last season started. Then he got hurt. Right. The last practice of training camp. And I said, oh, no. 
<laughs> I teetered on the edge for a long time, and this may be the year that I finally pull the trigger on two guys. Uh-huh. Um, I never have owned a Jason Witten jersey. Okay. And then when he retired, I was like, I need to get a Witten jersey. And then he came back, and I was like, I need to get a Witten jersey. And then he left and went to Vegas, and I'm like, well, I don't want a Witten jersey right now. And then, you know, he's retired now. He's going to coach high school football, which I think is awesome. That's great, yeah. Um, and I need a Witten jersey. The other guy, uh, one of those guys that I really enjoy watching, I'm interested to see how he does in the Dan Quinn defense, uh, is Leighton Vander Esch. Oh, yeah. I've wanted a 55 since uh, his rookie year because I think he's a really talented linebacker. I don't think you can hold. Uh, I know a lot of people are down on Jalen Smith. I know a lot of people are down on Leighton Vander Esch and Sean Lee for obvious reasons with his injuries. Um, I don't think you can hold last year's defensive crap show um, mm-hmm. against the players that you've seen perform well before that scheme came in. And then this scheme came in, this Mike Nolan scheme that obviously didn't work. And they all looked lost. Everybody looked lost on the Cowboys defense. Mm-hmm. And to me, that speaks to scheme because I've seen those guys play well. I've seen late Vendrish. I've seen uh, Jalen Smith play well. I think the scheme just, I don't think they ever understood it. Whatever Mike Nolan was trying to show them, I just don't think that they saw it. They got it. Um, and I'm hoping Dan Quinn's defense will change that. Uh, but I like Leighton Vander Esch. I could do without the Wolf Howell thing. It's not a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the way he plays, and a 55 is a good football number. That is a solid linebacker number. It is. Anything else in the world of football that's worth talking about? Dak? Uh, uh, I mean, we've got ben. free agency coming just right around the corner. So there's lots of talk and rumors, but that's all it is. And I, it, to be honest with you, I, I mean, at least in my, in, in my experience as a Broncos fan, I'm getting tired of reading the same things over and over and over again, and people are just kind of beating it to death. And I'm just, you know, I'm just of the the – attitude of let's just wait for it to start and let's see what happens because nobody really knows what's going to happen or what's going on. I guess the next story of note really, uh, they're not doing combine this year, at least not. Right. uh, Yeah. They're not doing it at all. Right. Right. Yeah. I think they're just doing pro days. And uh, so the next thing is the draft. draft. That's the next thing that we really have to talk about. April. Yeah. And these free agent signings that come out like Dak today or, or Ben. Uh, you know, re-signing. I don't think you'll see free agent movement until later. Yeah, that's still later. Yeah. Re-signing. So the NFL is what it is. It is a year-round sport at this point. There is always news around the NFL. They've done a very good job at continuing their brand brand year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, other seasons. I, I can remember a time when there was a football season and then you didn't talk about football anymore. Until yeah, you got true. to August or so. And then you started talking about football again. That's not that way anymore. Yeah, now with... For- Free agency is a big thing. Free agency, the draft, the combine. Obviously, we don't have that this year. Um, All of those things, they've lined them up very well to keep themselves relevant in the sports world throughout the year. And now we have spring football. And we do. We have gunslingers football. Yeah. Um, We have the uh, American Arena League. Have you looked at the other divisions at all? I did when we first started on this just to kind of get a feel of the number of teams and just how big this was. And there's, there's quite a bit out there, but I haven't done anything recently. I think it's four teams in our division, five teams in the Midwest division. And then the Eastern division, which is uh, the largest, I think is six or seven. 
And you've got teams in Carolina. You've got teams all the way up, I want to say, in the New York area, and then all the way down to Tampa. Um, okay. Yeah, Tampa. The furthest west it goes is El Paso. That will be the furthest west team. There's a team in Chicago. And, and so we play a very localized schedule. But at some point, we don't anymore. At some point, there is a tournament that we enter into, hopefully, um, where all of a sudden, you know, teams out of Chicago and teams out of Carolina may become teams we have to worry about and and consider. That'll be interesting when we get to that point, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about summer at that point. You're talking about uh, June when playoffs would start. Um, it seems like a long way away. I feel like it's going to come really fast. It's going to come really fast. But it all starts this Saturday, the 13th, at noon. I mean, the game starts at 7.30, but the, the party the starts at noon. The experience starts at noon. Um, and it's time. I mean, it's, it's guns up. And I know that's not our thing, but it is. It's, it's time to defend the palace. Have we ever come up with another name for that? I think we talked a little bit about the corral. The corral. Yeah. It works but, well because it's a rodeo arena. It, mm-hmm. it is if it's technically a corral. Pack um, the palace. The shootout at the corral. The, the, I keep trying to get this Civil War thing to catch on. I don't, I don't know that it's going to. It may not be the right uh, cancel culture climate for something called the Civil War anymore. Eh, I like um, it. But it's North versus South. It's brother versus brother with uh, Hector and his brother being on the ownership groups of both teams. Um, it, it is. It's a, it's a civil war. We play them three times this season. We're going to see lots of the North Texas Bulls. Out of nine games, we play them three times. That's yeah. one-third of the yeah. schedule. third of the schedule we play against the Bulls. Two We're, times here. Finish up the season on June 6th, I think, up in uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, that'll be an away game. Yeah, it's on June 5th. June 5th. And, um, yeah, we don't know much about them right now, but we're going to get real familiar with the oh, yeah. Texas Bulls. Yeah, we're going to get a chance the to enemy. see them. And we're excited. Um, we're excited about what's going to go down on Saturday and what our season looks like. It's no longer um, – the next time we sit down at these microphones, we get to talk about actual football. The next time we – yeah, that's right. The next time we will have actual football – Past tense to talk about. Yeah. We'll have a game to break down and talk about and what we saw and what we liked and what we didn't because there's liable to be things that, that, uh, you know, everything may not go perfectly. I didn't like the hot dog. Everything else was exactly what I expected. It might not be an 89 (laughs) to nothing game. Yeah, it might be 94 to nothing. That's true. (laughs) Good point. You make a good point. So we're going to wrap things up right there. We'll be back yep. next week. RC will be back with us. Yeah, and we we'll be you. talking all about the Gunslingers, the North Texas Bulls, and the upcoming game in Mississippi against the Raiders. Well, that's it. That's going to wrap up another show. Great to talk to Armand. I'm excited about what's going to happen here in oh, a few man, days. Yeah. Uh, it is just, it's time. We've been talking about it for months now. We've kind of talked it to death. Now it's time for action. Yeah, there's some action going on, which we will talk all the way through. (laughs) Right, because that's what we do. That's what we get to do. We don't put on the pads and the helmets. We get the the headsets and the microphones. For sure, and we do. We have the, like, professional-looking headset (laughs) with the little mic that comes off of it. Like, we got the whole setup. And Um, we will be undefeated. Yeah, we will be we will be the best podcast crew in all of the Texas division of the American Arena League. Nine and zero. 
That's right. All Eleven for you and guys. 0, whatever it is, twelve yep. and zero. Whatever uh, playoffs is, we'll be there all the way through that. Uh, so nothing left to say but that uh, the Smoking Guns podcast is brought to you by Texas Sports LMT, specializing in sports massage, sports stretch, Swedish and deep tissue massage. Texas Sports LMT has been in business for eight years, was nominated for best in San Antonio for three years in a row. She worked alongside the San Antonio Commanders, making sure they were game day ready at all times. She's also worked and provided Sports Stretch to numerous players from the NFL and the NFL Combine. Yep. Sports Stretch is structured to be performed on athletes of any size and stature. It's safe for just about anyone who's looking to gain flexibility in order to perform better on and off the field, in the gym, and in everyday activities. They keep saying for athletes, but it's not just for athletes. No. Yeah. Anybody who could use some of these services, the massages, you know. Look, if you're one of those people that has slept in a certain position. Oh, yeah. I did just last night. And then you get up and you can't move very well. Shoulder hurts. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably a thing you should look into. Give Laura, the Texas Sports LMT, a call to set up an appointment today. Her phone number is 210 459 0176. I'm going to say it again now that you grab that pencil. 210-459-0176. Remember, it's not how you train. It's how you recover. We are super excited uh, about our patrons. Yes. Always, always excited about our patrons. Mo and Iris Ferrante. Yes, Mo, Iris, thank you. Herman Robles. Herman. Uh, great guy. We have... Uh, Alba Nava. Alba, thank you. Yes. And then we got some new folks this Woo! week. If I had RC's tambourine, I would, I this would, shake would be the tambourine. A, this would be a tambourine moment. Yes. Um, we are excited to welcome uh, longtime fans of the, sh- of, of the Gunslingers. In fact, they've been fans since the, the very beginning. The one fans, right? Uh, and uh, longtime listeners to the show, Greg and Kim Nelson. Greg and Kim, thank you. We are very excited to have yes. them on board uh, with Patreon, you can be part of our team too. You can be one of the ones we're talking about here. Go to patreon.com slash smoking guns pod, smoking OG guns with a Z POD. Sign up for uh, Patreon to join us and join with our team like Kim and Greg did. We're excited to have them on board. And and yes, we owe you yeah. a tambourine shake when, uh, <laughs> when RC gets back for sure. Well, that's it. Wow. That's the show. The, the, I'm the so nervous. The season is over. The time for talk is done. Now we're going to go to the game and talk at the game. <laughs> yeah. Special thanks to Armand Lott for coming on and being part of the show. That was a great interview. I it would was. love to have him in studio sometime soon and talk more with him. For sure. As we move through the season. Uh, when it comes to professional football in San Antonio, we have the food. We have the fans. Yep. We have the palace. Yep. We have the tailgating. And we have the football. Yep. And we also have a message for all the bulls out in North Texas, all the wild there in Austin, the Buccaneers out on the oceans of El Paso, and all the Raiders running around in Mississippi. (laughs) Football is San Antonio, and San Antonio is football. And when it comes to game time, the 2-1-0, got got something something to to say. say. Bang, bang.